Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. And last my check, this is not the Los Angeles LeBron. Back, folks, here for another episode of the John Alcorn Show on the God Over Money Entertainment Network. Man, week one of the 2021 season. I've said this last year, I've said this before, but man, that was the most exciting, most nail biting way to finish week one of the 2021 NFL season before we kind of continue on with the program here, folks. If you have any prayer requests here, you can message the God Over Money Sports Network at gmail.com and welcome to be the John Awkward Show on your favorite social media platforms. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into today's prayer break. Lord, I don't know what any of these people are going through, but let this be an opportunity to not just make their day, but for them to want to start their walk with you. It is not easy, but with through you, Lord, all things are possible in Jesus' name. Amen. What we try to do here, folks, is talk about whether it's a game or the past week of the NFL season or any other shows that are coming out soon on the network. We bring it back to the word, bring it back to a Bible verse that I believe that I picked out that is exceptionally key for this episode here. 
but this one is Psalms 51, chapter 10, verse 10, sorry. Create in me a new heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a new heart and renew a right spirit within me. Just like it was, it is a new opportunity for NFL teams this week to get it back going. They made mistakes in week one. They could change those. Let it be a new opportunity for new beginnings, a new week, a new week in the NFL season for teams to adjust to the mistakes that they made, folks. But I hope that it can inspire y'all overall. But, folks, we are talking about the week two NFL rankings coming out here from ESPN. First one here can't really be – too shocked about number 32, folks, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who was at this game this past week? Trevor Lawrence, three interceptions. For some reason, Urban Meyer wasn't able to continue to use the running game. He didn't feel like he didn't utilize James Robinson. Even though James Robinson had a very good year last year, Pro Bowl-like year for the Jacksonville Jaguars when they beat the Colts in week one of the 2020 campaign. And now you're coming out with, with stories of Urban Meyer yelling at teammates, Urban Meyer like getting mad at coaches and literally berating them. It, it, this is the point of this network. I will never berate you. I will never make fun of you for your ridiculous take. Or obviously, I'm not. I'm not going to put you down. We're here to bring people together. But Urban Meyer, and I'm really hoping this isn't true, folks. But if this is true, you are supposed to be a head coach first. You're supposed to be a head coach first. You're supposed to set the example. And if this is true, it doesn't seem like the Urban Meyer setting the example. And this could be a very long year for Jacksonville. Number 32, Jacksonville Jaguars start the year 0-1 with a 29 overall preseason ranking. Three for 332 yards, but also had three interceptions, but also three Touchdowns on the day. We're down by 20 at halftime. Passing attack defense was an issue. Welcome to the NFL rookie was a game for Trevor Lawrence. Never lost in the regular season until now. But Trevor Lawrence will have a bright future with the Jaguars. Hopefully we can get some issues wrapped up with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Number 31, another rookie quarterback with a new NFL team. 31 is the New York Jets. We know they're going to take some time to get adjustments. Mistakes are going to be made. Jeff Wilson has some good throws. You got Corey Davis. You have, I think you dropped an offensive line player. You got a young running back. So they have young players. These young players, new players in a new organization from college to the NFL. They take time to develop. It was just week one of the season. We don't need to freak out. We don't need to be, oh, my gosh, it's the end of the world. Some fans think, after one week, my team's season is over, and I'm going to cancel them now. Do I believe Zach Wilson with the New York Jets has a bright future? Definitely. Without a doubt, that could be an opportunity. Zach Wilson, two scoring drives in the second half, but overall, fortunately, the New York Jets weren't able to cap up with a win this past week in the NFL season. Number 30, oh my gosh, Detroit, 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 with – Jared Goff. I mean, oh my goodness. I know you got your offensive tackle, Panay Sewell, in the draft here, but man, the Lions, I was surprised they were they almost came back 
against the San Francisco 49ers. So the San Francisco 49ers, in some people's opinion, they're a playoff team or they're not a playoff team, but they're in the toughest division in the NFL. But for Jared Goff in this offense, and not just Jared Goff in this offense, the running attack was getting it going here. And unfortunately for the San Francisco 49ers side of this uh, talk here, Raheem Mozart is will be missing the entire rest of the season, opting out for knee surgery. So unfortunately, he will no longer be playing in the 2021 season for the 49ers. So I'm wishing the best here. Well, for the Detroit Lions side of this, though, you're going to have issues moving forward, just like you do with Stafford, except with a less talented quarterback. Most of these receivers are going to be gone after the year. But if you look at on the defensive side of the ball, who do they really have? Jeff Akuda is out for the year. Wasted traffic out of Ohio State. Playing also with Chase Young. I believe with uh, Bosa for the New York uh, side for the Los Angeles Chargers. You got Michael Brockers who played with the Rams, was on that Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl appearance team. They have nobody on defense. I said this with Seattle. I said this with multiple teams. A one defensive player cannot do the job by themselves. Cannot get the job done on their um, number 29 here, the Houston Texans got a huge win against AZ South Marvel. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Justin Reed with two interceptions on the day in the Tex Houston Texans defense, forcing three turnovers on the day and sacking Trevor Lawrence in key third to fourth quarter play here for the Houston Texans. You can talk about the rookie, but I want to talk about two key players here on the offense. Daniel Mandola, who the Texans picked up just a week ago in the $2.5 million deal. Brandon Cooks played phenomenal. Two plays at 30, 40 plus yards. Terod Taylor just launches the ball down the field. But there's no way. There's two Jaguars, uh, off, or sorry, two Jaguars defenders down there. There's no way Brandon Cooks can come down with the catch for the first down to set up first and goal in the first quarter. What does Brandon Cooks do? He catches the ball and continues to does what he does in that game. And he makes another clutch catch, I believe, in the first half here to really make it um, up against the Ace South rivals in the Jacksonville Jaguars with 20 points at halftime. It was like 34-37 to 14 at the end of the day. An exciting game for Houston. Terod Taylor arguably had his best game of his NFL career. While the Jaguars defense has some issues moving forward here, number 28. Wow. The New York Giants. When they faced off against my Denver Broncos. We knew it was going to be brutal. Regardless of what you thought, Val Miller, Bradley Chubb, you got Kareem Jackson, you got Justin Simpson, you got your eighth overall pick, and Patrick Surgeon from Alabama, who just, just won a national championship. That defense was going to destroy the New York Giants offensive line. What was that issue in 2020? It was also an issue in 2019. And now there are issues either potentially in the organization or about fans. Is Daniel Jones the right guy to lead the New York Giants offense? That is said to be told just yet. Who really knows? But unfortunately, the Giants couldn't cap up a win off this week against my Broncos. And I'm so thankful they couldn't beat the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater, though. I'll talk about Teddy Bridgewater's side just for a second. Or from the New York Giants defense perspective, but also as a Broncos fan perspective. The New York Giants defense had a chance to sack Teddy Bridgewater, but they weren't able to. They weren't able to stop Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was able to outjuke and outrun the New York Giants defense. If that play didn't summarize how they feel about Daniel Jones or how the teams will do this year, 
I, I don't know what else could summarize that. I know they're in the NFC least, so thank you, folks. Maybe everything is possible. Number 27, the Atlanta Falcons. It, I know it's just one game. But the Falcons have done this. They did this in 2018, 2019. They did this last year. They're going to continue to do this again. They're sending mis mis messages to the organization, the fans, to, to anybody that watches or is a fan of the Atlanta Falcons. Are you trying to rebuild? Are you trying to contend? Even your best player on defense, Grady Jarrett, is average. He's no good. So what is they trying to do? You get Kyle Pitts, you trade Julio, you lose the first game of the season here. The player, multiple day three picks. He has some injuries on this side of the ball, but at the end of the day, 31, uh, 31 uh, receiving yards for Kyle Pitts here. I did draft him, so wait. Kyle Pitts did not do very well for my team in fantasy football this year. Definitely or this first game we hear, so very stinky, not very good, but let's see what happens. Number 26, oh my goodness. The Chicago Bears, we talked about this the past couple of days. There is no way for me to describe them being 26. They should be lower on this list. The Chicago Bears should be lower on this list. They should be at number 30 or 29. They shouldn't be any uh, higher than 26. They shouldn't even be at 26. That's absolutely disrespectful. I mean, look how bad they're making. Who made the offensive decision, like we talked about, folks. Folks, if you didn't get a chance to check out the Los Angeles Rams versus the Chicago Bears game, what happened on the opening drive, I believe the opening drive for the Chicago Bears, you're down by seven. It's fourth and four. Most teams would be like, let's punt the ball. We can probably stop this offense. We get a chance to tie the game in the next drive or two. But what do the Chicago Bears do? What do Man Aggie and Andy Dalton do? They go for on fourth and four, throw the ball to a receiver, close right to Aaron Ramsey, incomplete. Fine, but it was a dumb mistake once. But, folks, that's the crazy part. It wasn't just one time here. In the game, moving forward here, look. You go for it again on the next drive, on fourth and four. You're down by 10 points. And I don't think any don't like this at all because, like we said, actions speak louder than words. And based on when the camera turned to Andy Dalton, he kind of had like this, this, this stank face, like, oh my goodness, did he really just say that? And then he really just say, hey, it's a good idea. Let's go for a fourth of four again, despite being down by 10 points, because that is, frankly, folks, a genius idea. I, don't, I think Andy Dalton was like, man, Man Aggie is absolutely stupid. It's absolutely insane to go for it on fourth and four again. And you're down by 10 when Matthew Stafford on the second pass of the game threw a touchdown. You had a decent running attack. If you want to go for it on fourth and four twice, fine. But at least you have a better chance of getting more yards than zero than with the running attack, which you had, a, which you saw early on the Bears. Running attack was playing pretty well. Jeremy played pretty well. Let's see what happens with Tariq Cohen. Chicago Bears start 0-1 on the year. They shouldn't be at 26. It should be at 29 or 30, if I'm being honest here. Their offensive play calling was the worst this week in the NFL to start the season. Number 25, folks, is the Minnesota Vikings. I know. I know. I believe Kirk Cousins is the unrestricted free agent in 2022. 
2023. So just let me know, folks, on that. I pause. I may have got that wrong. But what I don't understand is how does Dalvin Cook, how does his team, like, feel about after saying Kirk Cousins in the 2018 offseason? You don't draft a quarterback in the third round for no reason at all. You think the organization has regrets about signing about signing him again. Your preseason ranking was 18. It's just week one. It wasn't that it was just week one. If it was against like the Packers and Rodgers had a phenomenal game, I get that. But it was against the Bengals. Just for the Minnesota Vikings offensive side, you're playing against the opposing team in the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Who on the Bengals side of the ball? Who on the Bengals side of the ball is going to stop your receivers? And Adam Thielen, get your receiver from last year, Dalvin Cook. Who's going to stop those guys? Can you name a great defensive player or lead defensive player for the Cincinnati Bengals? No. And yet they were out. They were not able to not just lose against the Bengals. They lost overtime. And Dalvin Cook had a fumble that changed the game for the Bengals. The Bengals overcome win, which the Vikings lost to the Bengals in Week One, which I think people would be surprised by. Justin Jefferson overall said, "Very sick, my man. I agree. Just like I feel about maybe like the Chargers because it's, it's all good and fun. But suddenly, Josh, Joshua Bailey, thank you for tuning in. My team." I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so um, I've been a Denver Broncos fan since Tebow got drafted in 2010 because I followed him in college. I'm a Denver Broncos fan for, uh, right now. I'm a diehard. I'm not going to give up on my team. I'm not going to disown on my team. And see, so you drafted Justin Jefferson. I wasn't freaking out yet, dude. It's only week one. Justin Jefferson, I believe, will have a very good year in fantasy football. But without further ado, Folks, number 24, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Minnesota Vikings. Which credit do you give more credit to? It's the Bengals offense. Uh, Jamar Chase had his first career touchdown in the NFL. Five receptions, I believe, for 100 yards. 100 yards. So great for fantasy for anybody that got a chance to get him. We already saw early on. We're not denying that the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is going to be something special. But just because it's going to be something special, that doesn't mean it's going to translate to huge wins this year. It translates to wins in this game right now in the first week. Continue to go on when you face the Browns, when you face the Ravens, when you face the Steelers. That's going to be a whole other story to see what Jamar Chase can do. You see my man Joshua Bailey comes in to say, you are a Packers fan. You know what? We're actually about to talk about them here in just a couple of minutes, but I want to hear your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Is he giving up on the team? You think he's trying to get traded before the trade deadline? You think he's going to retire? What kind of thoughts did you see after the Packers game yesterday? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section below. Man, but thank you so much for tuning in. Number 23 is the Carolina Panthers. Some people, or they, most people can say, that's a revenge game. So when Sam Darnold threw a touchdown to Robbie Anderson, both former New York Jets, playing on the team for multiple seasons, getting to beat your former team, getting to throw a touchdown pass against your former team and former organization, I can't imagine 
the emotions that are going through Sam Darnold's head. I can't imagine especially the emotions of Robbie Anderson because remember, folks, Robbie Anderson was the undrafted rookie free agent in 2016. Had his career year last year over 1,000 yards with guess who had quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. You can think whatever you want about the situation here, but Carolina was able to come up with the win. Office played really well here, and so I'm super excited to see. Really curious to see how Sam Jones' future does work out with the Carolina Panthers beyond just this season. Number 22, folks, here is the Washington football team. I will admit, I picked the Washington football team this week to beat the Los Angeles Chargers, not just because I despise the Chargers because I'm a Broncos fan and they play my division and they got Justin Herbert and all these things. But it's also the Washington football team is phenomenal. Chase Young, you got all these guys on the defensive side of the ball. Ron Rivera, the head coach, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Unfortunately, folks, Ryan Fitzpatrick was out, dude, out for the rest of the game due to a hip injury and is on IR. So he could be missing a couple of weeks, if not a good amount of the season. And that does affect him in the NFC East, AKA the NFC East. Let's see, there's not really a lot of free agent options. Now maybe I'm, I'm ridiculous for saying this, but Washington may have to make a trade for a guy that's a backup that may have to play as a starter for a couple of games or switch between Tyler Heineke. I probably butchered his name or his last name. I, you can criticize me here, Josh, or anybody that's watching on whatever social media platform this is live on. What if the Washington football team traded for Gardner Mitchell? I mean, Gardner Mitchell's put up respectable numbers, had a decent record here despite with a terrible Jacksonville Jaguars team. And what if the Washington football team traded for Mitchell Trubisky? I don't know. Those are just two thoughts here. I'm not saying it's going to happen. So, roast me all you want. Number 21, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll say just for this week, keyword, just for this week. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia Eagles offense for this week. Not for the entire season. Keep that same energy in week 16, week 17, week 18, when the playoff settings are happening in January. But for right now, after week one, Jalen Hurts played phenomenal. And if Jalen Hurts is 30% what he did in week one, the Eagles could have a very exciting season. If he keeps this up, then I was wrong. Joshua Bailey talks about responding to me about the Aaron Rodgers situation yesterday with the Green Bay Packers here. Thanks so much for answering my man. says, I really hope he's not trying to prove a point by playing poorly on purpose. To me, he has these type of games every year where we question him. Last year was against Tampa Bay in the season when he struggled after starting out playing so good. So hopefully he's knocking off the rest since he didn't play through the preseason. What it is, though, and I think Aaron Rodgers tried to report it, I think, closer after the 2020 draft. And he's been trying to keep this under the wraps with the organization. He's been trying to mend this relationship. He's been trying to fix the marriage between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers organization. But now that, unfortunately, that those comments from the reporter, from Aaron Rodgers to the reporter got leaked, he's like, you know what? I've tried to fix this relationship, and unfortunately, it's not going to work, but We'll see, though. This, Mark, I already think he's done with the Packers, but if you see 50% of what happened this past week against the Saints, yeah, he's definitely trying to butcher. He's definitely trying to get out of there before the season or could retire to the season. Who knows? But, folks, number 20, the Denver Broncos. This one I'd love to talk about. Javante Williams, my man. Javante Williams. Mevin Gordon. Teddy Bridgewater. 
Hopefully, Jerry Judy will be okay being out for a couple of weeks. And it's unfortunate. It may be one of those picks where it's very exciting coming out of Alabama. Unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy. So we'll see what happens. Corn Sun not missing a B. We got Noah Fan. We got that defense, man. It's an exciting time, but it's just week one. But if the Broncos could do what they did in this game against the Jaguars, against other teams this year, we could potentially, potentially. Uh, say it's going to happen, but we potentially the Denver Broncos can make the playoffs in 2021. Melvin Gordon playing well. And that's what I said in my article that I'm trying to get out here is that all the Denver Broncos need to do, they don't need to reinvent the wheel or change everything every single year. All they need to do is rely on the defense, run the football, and Teddy Bridgewater has a Jimmy Garoppolo-type role, gets over 220, 260 a game, and still is a huge contributor, doesn't need to have MVP like numbers, and it showed in week one. If they continue that, they can have a very successful season at number 20, number 19, Oh, man, folks, Las Vegas Raiders. There are no emotions to explain. There is nothing. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, to really say. In life, when we lose people, we go through the five stages of grief. But, folks, I went through the five stages of football grief last night. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, but five times. But I thought the game was over. 27-24, Ravens on top. It's 45-plus yard field goal. There's no way Carson for the Raiders, who lost to fighting formerly played for the Minnesota Vikings, who must have Vikings haven't had a good luck with kickers. There's no way the Raiders are going to make the field goal and tie it. Sorry, in the color cast, I'm about to go get ready for the post-game show here. Second game overall, nonetheless... And what happens? The Raiders kicker makes the field goal, goes into overtime. The Raiders not just get the football, they march down the field here. Derek Carr throws an interception in the end zone. But no, this gives Ravens the advantage, despite Lamar Jackson fumbling the football in the fourth quarter on the clutch drive. You go down the field. Ravens march down the field. They're running. Lamar Jackson's having some very good passes. And what does Lamar Jackson do again as he's running? He fumbles the football. Let's not get so conceptual as to how they're running the football very well, but just because you run the football well doesn't mean you can't rely. You have to have good ball security as a runner in Lamar Jackson. Learn that. Max Crosby is a dog. He's a third and fourth round pick in 2019 for the Las Vegas Raiders. He showed up last night. He abused that Ravens offensive line. I'm pretty sure the Ravens missed Orlando Brown. I'm pretty sure the Ravens missed uh, Yonda after retirement after the 2019 season. I'm pretty sure they need the offensive line. I'm pretty sure the offensive line's an issue. I'm pretty sure the Raiders took advantage of what the Ravens were missing on the offensive line. I'll say that one more time. Las Vegas Raiders defense were taking advantage of what the Ravens were missing on the offense with the offensive line and with the running attack here. Las Vegas Raiders 1-0 in the season. The AFC West is all tied at 1-0. The Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders all at 1-0 to start the season. So it's so very exciting here overall. We'll get to some of the, one of the comments here made by Joshua Bailey. He, I think he definitely is on the same page as myself. Is He's definitely done with the Packers, my man. But Joshua, if you like kind of what you hear or see here, we go live on Monday, Thursday, 
and Sunday night for pre and post game show and for these type of shows every week during the NFL season. We got a lot of other stuff besides just sports coming out. So very exciting though. But number 18 is the Tennessee Titans. This is really not a surprise in terms of what I've been saying. Everybody said this. Once you stop Derrick Henry, this Tennessee Titans offense is vanilla. It's very boring. It doesn't get the job done. And it showed yet again. Do we have to prove anything else? Go to the 2020 AC Championship game. When Tennessee was a game away from going to the Super Bowl and having a great story. Finishing off a great story. Once it's time, Derrick Henry, Brian Tannehill had a pass. It was intercepted by Honey Badger, a.k.a. Tyron Matthew. That sold the rest of the game, and, of course, they won, and Chiefs went on to go to Super Bowl, and not just won a Super Bowl, appear in another Super Bowl this past season. It's not going to change. It wasn't going to change with Julio Jones. It sounds good on paper. On paper, it doesn't result to on-the-field production and wins. When are certain fans going to understand that? Who knows here, folks? Number 17, the New England Patriots. So, Mac Jones, 29 of 39, 281, a touchdown, no picks. Despite in his first game, he played very well. There's a lot of pressure. Not just because he's starting for the Patriots, it's because you're starting for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was making history by starting a rookie quarterback for the first time in his head coaching career. And that was a lot of pressure to put on Mac Jones. But so far, he proved right. Unfortunately, they couldn't come out with the win here. But Mac Jones, though, Great future with that team. Number 16, Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz was healthy. But what was an issue? Their defense. Which I'm surprised. Their passing attack defense for the Indianapolis Colts was a problem. Russell Wilson, a deep pass to Tyler Lockett in the first half. Russell Wilson, we know, is a great deep ball thrower. But what's it? The Colts are going to have to moving forward. Even though the offense is starting to get it going, starting to get a rhythm going, the defense has to force turnovers. And if they can't do those two things I just gave you, then it's going to be a very long season. But AC South can be a very interesting replacement this season. Miami Dolphins, though, they won. It was a very close game, but I think how Miami played in this game you're going to see that moving forward, not in terms of only scoring 17 to 20 points and being in basic offenses. They're going to keep games close. They're not going to score a lot of points, but also it shows positively on their defense. They went 10 and 6 because of that defense last year, not because of Tua. Now, defense is going to continue to show up this year. The defense is going to continue to play better, to get better. And that's the reason why they're at number 15 right now, not just a key key division rival win. But moving forward, let's see what happens with this football team. Chargers, though, they were able to take advantage of not having – of the Washington football team not having their starting quarterback. I give full credit to this team. Number 13, though, I don't understand. It it, is like the media is so obsessed with the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost. How are they a top 13 team in the NFL? It's because it's Jared Jones, Dak Prescott, Sikir Elliott, Mark Cooper. That stuff on paper. Mark Cooper had a great game, no doubt. Great for fantasy owners. But how were the Cowboys at number 13? 
folks, that has to be laughable. But Michael Parsons played a very good game, but still an issue is the offensive play calling. But besides whatever you want to say on defense, the offensive play calling for the Cowboys in terms of decision-making and who and who not to use in this offense was piss poor. Ezekiel Elliott threw out the first three and a half quarters, regardless of what you think about him as a player. This is his first year of his six-year, 85-plus million-dollar contract. Through the first three and a half quarters, and I'm not saying if you give this ball to Ezekiel Elliott 25, 30 times, he's going to easily win the game by himself. But if you're paying a guy for six years, 85-plus million dollars, in the first three and a half quarters, he only got the ball seven times. It's not like you're going to give a running back the ball two to three times in the first game of the regular season. He's going to just get his feet wet. He's going to be okay. Some running backs will take six to eight, ten carries. But once they get it going, you can't stop them. But if through the first three and a half quarters, Ezekiel Elliott got the ball how many times? That's a running back, folks. Seven times. That's unacceptable by Calamore and this Dallas Cowboys offense. Robbie's surprised, folks. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Number 12, though, is the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said, folks, we don't have questions about the offense. Kyler Murray, rookie Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, all those guys. Rondell Moore. I mean, even the Rondell Moore catch uh, throw from Kyler Murray. I mean, my goodness, though. Kyler Murray made that offense look ridiculous. Kyler Murray may embarrass that defense. You think you're going to get Kyler Boom, jerks out again. Boom, Duke said again, he comes back towards the backfield, throws it to Randy Moore for the first down. I mean, this is a recipe of what Kyle Murray did in college, what Kyle Murray's going to do in the NFL. Now, moving forward, can they do these type of games for 16 more games? I don't know, but definitely great so far. Want to know, top 12 team in the NFL right now. This is a mistake. Please tell me this. They have the Packers at number 11. The Packers went 0-1. Why aren't the Cardinals higher on this list? Why isn't the Dolphins a little bit higher on this list? I get a lot more teams lost than we thought would this week. Certain teams won that we didn't think would win. But number 11, come on, ESPN, absolutely ridiculous. Number 10. I know this is a list. I just disagree with whoever made this at ESPN. The Baltimore Ravens are at number 10. Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball twice as a runner. And if you're going to be a great runner in the NFL, you have to have better ball security. Justin Tucker was great. Brandon Tech was decent. But the defense got tired later in the game. Justin Bases, LOL, my man. I don't know if you agree or disagree, though. But, yeah, that that I don't know what to say about that, my man. But thank you so much for tuning in if for the first time here on the Gut Over Money Entertainment Network and every platform. The goal is before we continue on these last nine teams here is I want to make sure on every social media platform that everybody, if you don't have a Facebook, if you don't have a YouTube or Instagram, but if you have a Twitch or you have a Twitter, you're going to get a chance to see the full episode of the network. Rather, it's the football show or rather it's the SpongeBob podcast are coming out or rather it's future shows that are coming in the network, I'll make sure on almost every single social media platform that you, every single one of the fans and viewers, get the chance to check out the content. Number nine, though, I can't be mad, though. Jameis Winston had a day. You can say whatever what happened is with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers situation. Jameis Winston torched 
That defense. You remember Kevin King, folks. Kevin King, who got destroyed by a late-round pick receiver in the NFC Championship game. Packers re-signed him. Again, just beyond that. I'll be there. Trevor Tessie there, all good and fun. I was in this game. Smith, receiver, mid to late round pick for the Saints. Outruns, outplays Kevin King for a huge first down. We saw this already. And I agree, King is a bum. And this is where I don't understand, like, from an organizational point, regardless of what you can think about Packers or any team, that just wasn't a good decision bringing him back, but Jameis Winston played phenomenal. I know it's just one game, and he had LASIK guy surgery, but if he continues this, man, I really want Jameis Winston to succeed. I think he's a great guy. I think he could be a very good leader. I just think that he need to get his eye surgery, and hopefully they can get better, and I wish Jameis Winston the best. Number eight, though, is the Pickford Steelers. I will give them full credit. They were able to stop the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be their defense, defense, why they won this game. Big Ben did not have a good game on the day. Wasn't able to fully, what you could say, fully distributing the football. But I give full credit, though, to the Pickford Steelers defense, teaching Watt with his new contract. That defense played phenomenal. If they can replicate that on defense, this AFC North is going to be very very interesting to continue to watch with 17 weeks left. Such a lot of NFL games. Can't wait, folks, here. But number seven, the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, yeah. yeah, I know you're excited for this one. But I will give him full credit, though. Jimmy G played great. It's just one game. We see Jimmy G stay healthy for the first part of the season. But if Jimmy G stays healthy, you can see and makes a lot of those mistakes. So it helps Trey Lance because a lot of times – a rookie quarterback can make a mistake or can learn on the field, but a rookie quarterback can also learn a lot, if not, if not even more off the field. Go forward quite to this Niners team, but unfortunately, folks, if you haven't had a chance to check out any new NFL news, Raheem Mozart is opting for season-ending knee surgery, so I wish him the best. Hopefully he could be 100% going into the 2022 off season, hopefully he does get to 100%. That defense played really well, though. But they, later in the game, it is a question mark. The defense for the Niners has to keep up the pace throughout the entire game, especially when the Lions were potentially were able to almost come back. And that running attack for the Lions was abusing the defense a little bit for the Niners here. No, there's no way. I believe the Browns will win the division. But for this week alone, they're at number six. They had a Baker Mayfield threw a pass. Nick Chubb fumbled the football on a key offensive drive. They're at number six. I, I'm just never going to walk off set, but I'm the one that's producing this show. <laughs> I believe there are a little legitimate threat, not just in the AFC North, but the AFC. But number six. Come on here. Number five, Buffalo Bills. A lot of key teams we thought would have won this week, unfortunately, did not. The Buffalo Bills 0-1 here. Defense was a shine for the Buffalo Bills, but the offense line is going to have a has is still a little bit of a question mark. Running tech needs to be just a little bit better. Number four, the Los Angeles Rams. I don't want to hear any more disrespect by the media by Stephen A. Smith or anybody. 
You can blame Matthew Stafford all you want or the organization or whoever you want to blame. We can play the blame game. Fine. But Matthew Stafford, I said this, he's the Patrick Mahomes before the Patrick Mahomes without the playoff success, with no playoff wins, without any of that. But put a good coach and a good offense around him. Matthew Stafford will flourish. And it showed in week one. He nearly had a perfect QB already. His second pass of the game was a touchdown to a receiver. If this isn't talked about what I've seen with Matthew Stafford the past two and a half, three plus years, then folks, I don't know what to tell you. He's had 24, 26 comeback winning games in the fourth quarter since 2014, 2013. That was with the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah, got Megatron. Kyle Johnson. That's it. No more respect. No more disrespect, sorry, on Matthew Stafford's name. Got the team, got the running game, got the offensive line, definitely got the defense. Jerry Burns, they played phenomenal. Man, I just can't believe that Bears offense was throwing the ball towards it because you don't throw the ball to Jerry Ramsey. It's got a no-fly zone on him as a quarterback for a reason. Full credit to the Rams, Stafford. I'm so happy for Matthew Stafford to have success with the Rams. Happy wife, happy life. Number three, Seattle. I, don't, I would say probably top five, top six. But I wouldn't put them above the Rams. Matthew Stafford had a perfect game. It's like he played Madden on rookie mode. That's how well he played. Think about it, folks. Actually, let's go back to the Rams. It's not just that he had a perfect game. It's not that he played the Bengals defense or the Chargers defense. They played the Bears defense. Those guys aren't bums. you got Cleo Mack, Rokon Smith, the mix, and all those guys on the defensive side of the ball, and he embarrassed them. Matthew Stafford was protected. Matthew Stafford would not be sacked as much with the Rams. He's used to Going to be used to rolling out of the pocket on the left and getting the ball down the field. I'm excited for this race. I'm more happy for Stafford because I'm a fan of Stafford. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just so passionate about football, so I would not apologize for that at all. But number three, Seattle, and played very well. But like I said, they're a first quarter football team, so hopefully they can keep this up moving forward. Number two, the Bucks and Cowboys game. Bucks are number two on this list right here. I will, though, agree with Chiefs being number one because they were able to get that clutch defensive stop here on both drafts for against the Cleveland Browns. Give them full credit. No problem for the Chiefs on here. Defense made the plays when they need to. Patrick Mahomes. You can't doubt Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs team. It's not me being a Chiefs fan because that's a football sin, especially because I'm a Broncos fan. They're in my division. Best team in the division. But we see this time and time again as Patrick Mahomes has been a starter in the NFL since 2018, maybe after 2017, is that you can't count them out. Doesn't matter if it's five, doesn't matter if it's 10, 20, 25, or 30. Ask Tennessee, ask the Texans, ask, ask maybe touch the Bills, ask any team. When the Chiefs are down, you don't count them out. They've come back from so many crazy comebacks. Going back to the Super Bowl, as the Niners, you can't count them out. So I agree with them being number one. But number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being number two. Man, that was such an exciting game. That I know there, some, there definitely was a questionable call towards the end of the game. But no defense, no team wants to play against a pissed-off Tom Brady. I'll say it again. No team wants to play against a pissed-off Tom Brady. Nobody wants to do that, and I don't blame them. But Tom Brady's on the sidelines like he's real mad. 
You know something's going to be special. Never count out Tom Brady. Never count out Patrick Holmes and Kansas City Chiefs. Exciting week one of rankings reactions. Some of them I do love. I love most of them. But once you get towards like the top 12 or top 8, I was like, no, hold up a minute here. I understand some people like certain quarterbacks, and I get that. I have some of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But that doesn't mean you should put them above other certain players. So I disagree with some of this list, but definitely an exciting, interesting list overall, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go into today's final thoughts. Just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the show. Joshua Bailey, I believe, is a first-time viewer of the show, so thank you so much for tuning in. My man, Isaiah Lynn, for tuning in. So that's what I've been saying. I believe that was with a certain topic about the Green Bay Packers, so definitely agree my man and folks. Definitely, thankfully, won the appeal against YouTube. Yet again, where they're basically we're flagging my videos. We'll be having another podcast coming out here in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking episodes from SpongeBob, but bringing it back to the board and having a biblical perspective in that. But more on that coming tomorrow. Going to be an exciting time. Thank you all so much for the support. But folks, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to Instagram DM or Twitter DM. We got over money. Entertainment Network. But for prayer requests, you can text 281 675 5081 or you can email the God Sports Network at gmail.com. Once we that email, will be changed here soon due to the new network name. Any prayer requests, none are embarrassing. We are here for you. But thank you all so much for the support and we will see y'all later have a good one and we will see y'all to thursday though thursday 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 for thursday night football preview show we'll see you then god bless I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. Last my check, this is not the Los Angeles LeBron.